I'm Lauren. And I'm Annie. Welcome, Welcome to, to Burp Barf. In person. Again. <laughs> it's, it's just as exciting as it was last uh, time. It, I walked it into is. this house and was like, oh my god, 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 champagne, hugs for your child. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I I find myself bewildered that people aren't like hugging each other in the grocery store. Like I, I feel like I need to go to my neighbor's house and be like, hey come give me a hug. Like, that's the level I'm at where I just want to recognize at all times, like, hey, remember that yeah. whole year when we couldn't touch oh, yeah. people we didn't live with? Yeah, a brief Let reminder you. for anybody who's driving in a minivan with your children, this is not a podcast for you and your family. <laughs> so stop now, because this notion reminds me of a Mark Ribolet song called Fully Vaccinated, where you're like, we can't just, well, we can't just fuck in the streets. <laughs> there's, there's a gestation period. You have to wait. I know this is weird because you just saw me come out of the vaccination clinic. Oh, oh, vaccinated. Oh, oh, vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I can't get enough of that. And I, I have to force it down everyone else's throat. So what better way to follow that little juicy nugget up with than a new Patreon? Yes, indeed. Uh, we'd like to say thank you to Jess Boytasek, and that is our best guess. But we did look up Polish pronunciation, so we hope we got that right. Thank you so much, and welcome to the Burf Barfers universe. We hope that you never leave. Ever. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> you must be as weird as us, so we welcome you with open arms. Uh, also, in this edition of What's in Your Drink... What's in your drink? We've got the water drinks. We do? Mm-hmm. Ching. We've got the champagne drinks. Champagne drinks. Ching. And that, oh, wait, and also an AHA citrus and green tea, caffeine with electrolytes. There's actually no green tea or citrus in here. It's all For just real? poison. Yeah, I look, nice. I look at the ingredients. It's uh, just strictly poison. I do think it's funny that we've swapped the uh, the caffeine hound seat a little bit. Like, you drink yeah. caffeine at 5.30 in the uh, afternoon. Only to come here, I swear to God, because otherwise I just nap for two hours. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah, right. You, this is actual wine. That's grown-up drink. Oh, no. Yeah, I was worried you might not like oh, it. Oh, no. Yeah. Where do I put the juice? <laughs> you just gotta squeeze a little Mixo into it. What mm-hmm. is that stuff that you guys drink? Oh. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna pretend to be an adult. Even <laughs> it's though not for I you. Even though, in the grand scheme of things, the champagne is still, like, not the driest. No, it's not. But I knew immediately that you wouldn't like it because it does not taste like Does it taste like wine? <laughs> Um, let's talk about stuff. Okay, I've got some stuff. So I just got back from a sort of like Buddhist crunchy wellness retreat, um, kind of focused on body positivity, but also focused on mindfulness and the, and the mind-body connect. And I originally found this place um, because I was interested in sort of partner yoga, and they practice a something like that there called Brima, which is a cross between like partner yoga and Thai massage. You can do Brima to yourself, and you... <laughs> I know. I know. I mean... You're you, running. You're giggling. We know that you want to... You're a full person all by yourself. Of course you can do yeah, Brima to yourself. exactly. Um, but you can also do partner partner Brima, which is, uh, I think, the essence of Brima. And the goal of, of Brima is the mind-body connect. Um, and so I thought this was really cool because I sent Annie a list of the nine principles of harmony, which is which are the guiding principles of Brima. And I realized as soon as I sent them that they all worked really well in the realm of adventure and distance racing as a team. Which is wild. Which is what it's here's what's even more wild. I went to the Brima like Institute website today 
And the workshop they were giving was, how can Brima be supportive of friendship? And they were talking about exactly how to use these nine principles of harmony. Uh, You guys are going to think I've gone off the deep end, but really, I was already off the deep end. I was already... They should be in the deep end with us. I mean... Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But some of the things that I really love about Brima are like, the, the themes are, you have a body, but you are not your body. And that's really helpful for me to think about. And there are thoughts in your mind, but you are not these thoughts. It's the idea that there is like, you know, there's an essential you. And all of these thoughts and things that happen to your mind and your body are just things that come and go. But at the very bottom of that is your consciousness and your consciousness is you. And that's the thing that is watching those things happen. So I wanted to roll through some of the principles of harmony within the, within the concept of Brima. That... And don't rush through them. I would oh. like to, I would like to like, Oh, like great. To, like, then I shan't. I Let's like bathe. Because I bit. really love all of them. And I have a couple that I've used for years while running hundred milers. So Let's start. The nine principles of harmony. Ding, ding. Mm. So the first is body comfortable, which is where you're supposed to begin when you come to practice. Brima, there is this very big focus on like, you don't want to be like using your musculature too aggressively to do anything. It's all supposed to be sort of like fluid and natural. So I think as it relates to adventure racing and distance racing, I think this works because it's like, okay, what if I've got a pebble in my shoe? Let's just stop. Take it out now. Mm -hmm. Make sure that we are making the body comfortable for the long haul. There's something wrong with my saddle. I'm going to get off and fix it right now. Make sure body is comfortable so I can do my best work as an athlete. So I think that's how it relates there. Dig it. And if you have ideas about this, jump in at any time. Yes, dear listener. Jump in at any time. Um, this one makes me giggle. Uh, the next one is called No Extra, which it, I think, you know, they Brima has been around since 1980. I, it's very new as a yoga. Most yoga is very old. But at this... What does Brima mean by No Extra? I'm, I'm curious to hear that. What does... Oh, Brima means, like, um, we're not adding anything, like, over the top into this situation. Like if the movement is to swing the arm, we're not going to like do it with this wild flourish. Exactly. (laughs) So I feel like the, and in the time and space that we're using this, like I kind of giggle because I'm like, just don't be extra. Like, girl, why are you being so extra? Like, I like it because it makes me giggle. But also when it comes to like adventure racing, I feel like there are things you could do to like, just be the crazy guy, you know, like, uh-huh. dr- like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tow my friend for fifty miles. Get on my back. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. gonna carry everything. And we've seen people looking, being, and doing big time extra stuff. Oh my gosh, I have to. I'm gonna take us on a tangent here a little bit. Mm. Uh, I heard on a podcast episode from one of the teams that carried a log during the prologue. During the prologue to. Uh, the Shamdo Epic Adventure Race. They they contacted us. No, no, no. I heard them on another podcast oh, episode okay. talking about it, and it was actually Team Tiki who has uh the two black women on the team, oh, and they sweet. were racing to raise awareness about uh m- maternal mortality rates. So women who perish during childbirth, mm-hmm. and they actually had their friend Tiki who passed away in 2017 while giving birth to her child, mm-hmm. and they race. For uh, they race for them, so I just want to give a shout out to oh. Team Tiki because 
I think what they're doing is awesome. It's always awesome to see more women out there. Absolutely. And and the fact that they owned up to carrying a log during the prologue with their third teammate. So did they explain why? They they thought that's what they were oh, supposed to do. Oh, yeah, they were supposed to, to build a fire, yes, right? I was like, I had uh, a, couple totally reasonable. Reached, a couple people reached out and were like, we never saw a team carrying a log. And I was like, I swear, we saw teams. And also to Team Tiki, you were not the only team we saw no, carrying a log. two teams together behind you, also holding logs. So you're not, uh, you didn't make a mistake, you're a trendsetter. Yeah, so. people are just like, oh, shoot, forgot the log. Yes. Get the log. But I, I had to, I had to, I had to go down that tangent because when I heard that on the podcast, it just, uh, it was on the uh, TA1 podcast. It just uh, okay. really, it just really made my life. So uh, thanks, Team Tiki. <laughs> um, yeah, wow, I'm so glad that we learned more about that. That makes me very happy. Um but I don't think that's an example of you guys being extra. I think no. that's an example of you guys uh, being y- using ingenuity. Yes. <laughs> so the next uh, philosophy, principle in the philosophy of Brema is firmness and gentleness, which uh, I also like as someone who has a lot of tactile aversions. Like, <laughs> if you're going to touch me, like, and you're just going to, like, whisper touch my arm, I'm probably going to smack you as hard as I can. Um, so I like this idea that contact... This doesn't really relate to adventure racing, but if you can find a way to link them together, cool, do that. <laughs> but uh, when when you're having someone else give you a Brema treatment, that it's not, you know, they're not um, squeezing you, but they're also not doing anything too flimsy floppy. Okay. I was thinking about this idea in context of, like, team dynamics, which is, like, oh. firmness and gentleness oh, with one another. I because, love that. Because it does need to be both. So, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, working as a team, and this is one of the great ways adventure racing is so different than ultra running, is the team dynamic comes in so much. So the idea of being firm and gentle with your teammates, because like understanding and knowing what ones need to be like, hey, we have to get our fucking ass up this mountain. Yes. But at the same time, if you need to take breaks, we're going to take breaks. Yes. And for me, from the opposite side of that, it would be like, if I was like, I really think it's this way, and you saying like, thank you, I'm not going to listen to what you have to say at this moment, and we're just going to do my thing. And I'll be like, okay, I hear that. Because we've done that. Mm-hmm. I've been like, I really think it's this. And you've been like, respectfully, I really don't. And the end, because I'm the navigator. And I've been like, cool. <laughs> I'll just eat some wet M&Ms and we'll go. mostly i just did it to gross you guys out because after putting them towards my mouth and seeing your horrified faces i was like well i gotta follow through with this no regrets uh the next one is my second favorite and that is full participation Mm. Mm. unbridled enthusiasm that's what i think of yes i do too like also just agreeing that you're all in like okay Maybe I have some shortcomings that I have fears, I have insecurities, or maybe I'm tired. Just agreeing to say, like, if I'm going to race, I'm going to put my mind and body into this 100%. I'm going to, it's like, I'm going to do my best. And that's quite a thing to say to yourself. And it's also like, for me, full full participation is racing with integrity. And we've talked about that a lot over the years, is that one of my goals is to be less pitiful. And I feel like, through f- full participation, even if there is pain and discomfort, you can use mindfulness to be like, oh, here here it comes. Here comes the pain. I love the way people who practice mindfulness talk about like watching these things as, as though they're like a person crossing a bridge just on like the horizon of our sight. 
And so when I see like, oh, here comes cold or here comes tired, here comes sleepy, here comes hungry, here comes my foot's broken, which is never true. I'm I mean, like, you've broken your foot like eight times now. I mean, I, I'm it's actually, impressive. it does crunch when I walk, but uh, just like being like using mindfulness to say like, here comes that niggle of a pain and it's going to be here and then it's going to go away. Fear is only a feeling. It cannot hold you back. I agree with that. Uh, the next, I feel like, obviously, Number five, for those who are counting. Number five. Uh, works super well for our purposes, and that is mutual support. So in the context of Brima, it means that when I am giving you a treatment and I am manipulating your body in this way, and we are being fully present in the moment, not only, like, I'm not just giving you a treatment, I am also receiving your support by you being a body and a person in the world who is fully mindful of the moment. So if you and I, I'm touching your body and you are fully present in the moment, I'm receiving something just as juicy and just as real and just as good as you being manipulated by me. Like I, I am more alive because you are alive. I dig it. Right. And thinking about like the adventure race context and like the, you know, this, this is our podcast. We can talk and do whatever we want. Right. I remember my uh, sister when she was going through massage therapy school and one of her teachers saying that when she would give massages as part of her work, that there was some people that it was like more draining for her to treat versus others. Mm -hmm. And like, that's like not the talking part or anything. That's just, you know, again, this is our podcast we can talk about. Some yeah. people give and take more yes. energy mm-hmm. just by interacting with mm-hmm. them, whether that's physically, whether that's mentally. So, like, the idea of mutual support and there being, like, you know, is it Einstein's principle? Like, no energy is created or no energy is created or destroyed. Yes. It's just transfers yes. form. Yes. So, like, thinking about in an adventure race, like, if... If I'm struggling to get up a hill and you tow me, that that delivers something for both of us. It does. It's like you get to provide a thing, mm-hmm. I get to benefit from that thing. And we both get closer to the finish line as a result. Yes. Yeah. Now, I feel that very deeply. Also, I've talked about in the past, maybe not on this podcast, but on my, on my relationships and marriage podcast, well, that doesn't exist, <laughs> uh, that in most relationships, there is a pillar and a lean-to, one that leans to the pillar. And I feel like in adventure racing and other long-distance sports, that there should be two lean-tos, that no one must stand on the deck in the storm, and the person below is in the bottom of the boat. I'm I gonna... like how full of metaphors. Yeah, this is too many me. things. Good. But this is just that's just a call back to the previous episode, because I felt so bad about not being up on the boat with you. But I feel like (laughs) that it's going to be easier when it's a two-man gig because I'm going to be, like, fully in the moment with you. Sure. That, you know, that I'm leaning on you and you are leaning on me and that is, like, the most sound structure because just, like, a tree in the wind... There's, you're right. There's way too many metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> this prosecco's actually pretty it's good. Really to keep going. Really good. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't taste like That's juice. toast number four for those who are counting. <laughs> Principle number six. Toast number four. Mm-hmm. No judgment. And I might as well oh. get this tattooed to my chest. Um, in Brema, and also let me make a very important disclaimer here that I am not an expert on Brema. I'm just a person who's interested in it. So if I'm not getting the essence of Brema right, please go to Brema.com, B-R-E-E-M-A.com to find out more about co-yoga and Brema. 
because it, I don't know everything about it. I just know what I like. Uh, so no judgment in the context of Brima is that we are not thinking about like, what, it, what does your body look like and what can it do? We are just thinking we are both conscious beings in bodies alive together, being present in this moment. And we're not thinking about like, do I think you're a good person? Do I think you're a beautiful person? Do I think that you have a good body or a body that has been injured or has chronic pain? I'm not thinking about any of those things. I'm thinking about how can I make my body and your body comfortable and how I, how we can support each other. And I'm, I'm just not spending any time on assessing the situation from like a thinking brain. You're just like being and doing, being and doing, being and doing, being and doing. Yes. Oh, you're feeling me. No judgment in the adventure race context. I also important. Yeah, uh, quite obviously important. Yeah, and I just think <laughs> this last so Shenandoah epic adventure race. Like I just I feel like I experienced like a month worth of stuff. <laughs> like I keep I keep like going back and referencing Shenandoah adventure race weekend for so many things. Mm-hmm. Like thinking about how I'm processing a year of pandemic. Thinking yes. about putting into context my joy and being able to see people person to person mm-hmm. after a year of not seeing them. Mm-hmm. Thinking about my own athletic endeavors and accomplishments. Thinking about, like, it just, I keep going back to that as, like, a touchstone because it, it was such, like, an intense weekend of lots of things I haven't been able to do yeah. for yeah. 12 and plus you did. months. You did. Uh, the Athens women were like, I'm sorry, how did she just jump in? And just like do like just be just, able to accomplish twenty four hour race. I just, just be like scraped just, up all my skin and set my brain on fire. That's it. <laughs> You're like, wow, she's got a deep well. Yeah. So thinking about no judgment to me is like an acceptance of current state. So thinking about like, mm. um, and because no judgment is against yourself too. Like it's easy to think about no judgment in the context of towards other uh-huh, people, uh-huh. but just inward recognizing and acknowledging my current state over the course of Shenandoah was like so important to me Mm. and also like also beneficial so like thinking about where I was in the middle of that race and thinking about how panicky I felt about not being able to bike at the same level you and Laura were And going slower as a result of that panic and then getting towards the end of the race and being like, this is, this is where I am athletically and fitness wise. And this is what I can give to the team at this point. And then you went faster. And then I went faster because I think I was letting go some of the baggage Mm -hmm. of like my expectations of myself or what I felt like I should be able to do versus Mm -hmm. what I could do. And like, also just no judgment from an adventure race perspective. It's like, hey, when someone feels like shit during an adventure race, giving someone a harder time because they feel like shit does not move you closer to what you're trying to accomplish. No, no. What you need to approach that as is like, how do we troubleshoot this? How do we make mm-hmm. that person more comfortable? How do mm-hmm. we come together as a team to make them feel supported? Like, mm-hmm. just... Yeah. I And I feel like I'm very cognizant of what it feels like to be in the back. Because I watched you from the back of your feet for years and, and years so and years wild and years. Because I don't, I don't remember those years, no. those whole five, six years that I, I followed don't think your I feet. I would have ever thought about you having those feelings because I don't have them with you. Because 
I mean, for for some races I have honestly just been like, I'll never be as strong as Annie. But most of the time I've just been like, I latch a carabiner to the back of Annie's back in my mind and I just go, doop a doop a doop a doop a doop. But I've I've definitely been in races and situations and like even traveling with guys to go mountain biking in like Sedona and just feeling like, here comes the big mouth shame monster ghost who like soars up behind me and who's like, you'll never be as good as them. You'll always be slow and sad and bad. <laughs> you know, like, and I'm like, shut up. I'm doing fine. I can still see them. Yes. Like, shut up, shame monster. I'm yeah. fine. But like, it's pervasive. And I have to, just like in meditation, when you like quietly, like let a thought go over and over again, I have to do the same thing every time. Like, hello, shame. <sighs> Goodbye, shame. Like, I have to do it over and over again because like, it just... Like, or even following you and Morgan and Pitchell and thinking, I'm the liability, I'm the weakest link, I am just the one who poops and cries. I, and I, oh my god, I had that feeling so much during Shenandoah's, like, all I do is poop and cry. Um, <laughs> no, that's not <laughs> no, your just role. just kidding, it's always you, you're always the pooper. <laughs> that's true, I'll, I will own up to that. But, like, just having to reflect again and again, like, Lauren and Laura are not mad at me because I'm slow. Lauren and Laura are not mad at me because no. I'm slow. Remember when Laura said to you, this was the most fun she's had in an adventure race? Oh, I race? do. Because I keep going just back there. to that as a touchstone, too. To that just right be here. like, mm. Mm. Kiss it. Put it back in my pocket. <laughs> but, like, it's wild. And, you know, hopefully y'all don't get tired of this. But whatever. Again, it's our podcast. We'll say whatever we want. But, like, I have so many feelings of inadequacy that come from all of these endeavors that we put out. Which is like, ridiculous. Because it is con- ridiculous! ridiculous because consider what other people are doing and what other people consider themselves to be incapable of. Yeah. So when you go out and you show that you are capable of something and you still are, are ruminating on these ideas that you're not capable when you have the incredible evidence... That you're capable. That you're wildly capable. Oh, and you know, I, you know, I would hope that we, in providing this context constantly, it helps encourage those of you who are just starting an endeavor, whatever it may be, whether it's running, orienteering, trail stuff, paddle stuff, adventure racing, whatever, that like, those feelings of inadequacy should not be a deterrent because... They never go away. No. <laughs> because, I, well, they're it, just kind it of is always a there. It is a yeah. practice. I was talking to my yoga instructor this week at this retreat, and I was like, you know, my my thinking brain knows, like, I bring plenty good to the table. I'm a cool and interesting person, and I am worthy of love and goodness. But then I've got this sneaky little bitch that comes in who's like, you're fat and bad. Eternally bad and fat. Fat, fat, bad! <laughs> and I'm like, where did you come from, you I- lousy bitch? And then I was talking to her, and she was like, she said... Not the little voice. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to her, I was like, what do you mean by that? Because I'm, like, a little stuck on the fat part. Those um, <laughs> <laughs> Prosecco's really good! Apparently so. But she was like, you should really get your yoga teacher training, because she was like, I feel like the messages that you have about worthiness... She said, you wouldn't believe what people think about themselves. And I didn't want to dominate the conversation because I was there to learn. But I wanted to be like, yeah, I know. I've been in a room with Olympians who said, I'm fat. I'm bad. I'm slow. I'm old. I'll never be as good as I was or I'll never be as good as so-and-so. And, you know, to be in a room of elite athletes who compete, you know, 
and win like top four at the Prefontaine Classic who are like fat, fat, bad, sad, bad, bad. Like they have these voices and you're like, okay. So those voices are wrong and they're wrong for everyone. Yeah. Because really those judgments don't make any sense. They don't. Because they, there is no one who is bad or not worthy. It's all about your desire to do a thing. And so this whole, like, you're not good enough or you're not worthy enough is actually, I'll tell you, blanketed across all people, not true. There is no one who is bad or not worthy or not good enough to do do any of this stuff or to be loved. I mean, we're talking about racing and we're talking about love. You know, that's what we're usually talking about in this podcast, the essence of it. Like, but like, that's just not true for anyone. I and I maybe I've said it on this podcast, but I love that Pema Chodron says like, "Oh, you're afraid to come to the mat to meditate." Like, are you an alcoholic? Are you violent? Are you a total piece of shit? Perfect, perfect, smelly, dirty, juicy place to start. Come, perfect. You are perfect too. So like, whatever attributes you think are making you shitty, like they're not you. It's all about your decision. It's not about you. You are good today, right now. Exactly, exactly, exactly right now. It's about the decisions that, like, you, you're not even your decisions. Your conscious being is who you are. So whatever trappings are clouding you or shame monster is chasing you, like, those do not determine your greatness. Oh. Oh. <laughs> also, like, I really like the idea of, like, you know, um, when I think about, like, body positivity or thinking about, like, conversations we've had or conversations we've had with ourselves about, like, tripping ourselves up when we start thinking and saying things like, I will be happy when. Mm. I feel yeah. like part of that can apply to athletic endeavors or out adventure endeavors. I wouldn't mm-hmm. even say, like, athletic endeavors. Mm-hmm. But, like, to say, like, I... I will try I will try to run a race once I've purchased these shoes or once mm-hmm. I've been able to reach this abstract milestone mm-hmm. or when I have the right teammates or when I have the whatever. Like, don't let some of those fringe things mm-hmm. trip you up. There is a lot of value of just kind of throwing yourself into a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm trying myself to do more of that, to just mm-hmm. be like, it doesn't matter if I haven't done 16 weekends of Sugarloaf repeats. I can still try and go do the Barkley Fall Classic. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've been reiterating with Arbor, my uh, eight-year-old daughter, is there is value in doing a thing not well. Yeah, absolutely. Like, despite, like, there is not, there's not a threshold you have to reach in order to have value in doing something. So, like, with adventure racing, feeling like, oh, like, how do I, like... How do I become, like, the best that I can be at this? There's value in pursuing a goal, but there's not... There is still value in the efforts in the trying. done. In the, in the trying. trying. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. Because, God, think of the things that we would not have done if we prepared ourselves for perfection before the attempt. Yeah. That's so silly. You gotta so there's try a boat, and there's a tree, and there's and a, there's tree, a road, and then you and then navigate a through, and then you yep. become a lotus flower. <laughs> the next philosophy uh principle in the philosophy of harmony is single moment slash single activity so 
Oh, so good. It, aren't these juicy? I love them. <laughs> they really are. I mean, they really are essentially all about mindfulness, but just said in different ways. So we are here in in the now. We're not thinking about the races we've done. We're not thinking about the races that we're going to do. We're really trying, except for the last half an hour of the race, you're always thinking, fuck, I never want to do this again. How can I cancel that next race? <laughs> which we definitely did. Yeah, we did do that. But uh, but this this goal is a good one, which is we are in this single moment doing this single thing. So if we're in the boat, we are in the present moment. We're not thinking about being on the shore. We're thinking about right now. And this is actually going to be a, I think it's a good coping skill for really long, mm-hmm. long legs in a race. Um, even in an ultra marathon where you're like mile 80, don't think about, mile 81 82 83 be in the single i mean it's like this is like run the mile that you're in it makes me think of ann Trazen talking about like one of her strategies was running tree to tree like nothing oh, else wow nothing longer term than that just like get to mm. the next tree get to the next tree that's yeah. it i like it it's very simple but i think it's very powerful the next one i've been using for like seven years now which is no hurry no pause which is just the best thing that you can say to yourself in an adventure race, because I feel like no hurry. And also with no extra, we're saying like, you're never, you shouldn't be redlining at any moment in this 24 to 36 Mm -hmm. hour race. You don't want to gun it at any point, which you're very good about keeping us in check over. And then also no pause where, I mean, this is not entirely possible, but the idea. Yeah. No dicking around. Yeah. So don't redline it. Don't dick around. I mean, Golly, another thing I could get tattooed to myself. Um, I heard um, somebody, uh, and I, I I wish I could remember, I feel like his name was like Yak something when oh, we did our first speaking cool. engagement. Oh, yes, Yak with the spiky hair. Yes, yes. And we were talking about, and I think he actually said it was like an army mm-hmm. thing or something, which was... Is he some, a rucker maybe? Yeah, maybe. And so he was saying sometimes slow is fast. And I feel like this oh. is in the same category Ooh, I'm of so that. I'm so glad you remembered that. Yeah. He was such a cool and positive dude. Yeah. Mm, sometimes slow is fast. And yeah. that's true. Oh it my is. God. It's so true for us because it's like, we're like, well, all the fast mountain bikers, I mean, this is from me. All the fast mountain bike women are here. We'll probably lose. Um, unless you just move consistently and with strength mm-hmm. and effort over a long period of time. No, maybe not, stupid. Yeah. I mean, like. Come on, the story of the tortoise and the hare. We've heard these, like, yeah. the, the difference between, like, blowing it out or just moving consistently throughout the entirety of an event. Yes. So, yeah. And the final one is called No Force, but in my mind, it's called Don't Get Rammy. <laughs> <laughs> Very so, eloquent. If you catch your out there pack on a tree and you try to rip it out and then end up falling, falling on your knees in a pile of mud and briars... This could have been avoided by applying you applying too much force. So I just feel like this is, it's not really necessarily about gentleness, but it's about like, don't. Would you also word it as like, calm your titties? <laughs> yes, I would say it is also very much calm your titties. In the, <laughs> in the concept of Brima, it's that like, if we're bending someone's knee, we're not trying to push it all the way into their chest until the very maximum effort. It's about that body comfortable. It's about this flow. And we're like, we would be interrupting the the oneness with the moment if we're using force because we're like, ouch, okay, now my brain's thinking about pain or now my brain's mm-hmm. thinking about doing this the best and the hardest I can do it. Instead of that, 
it should be about like, how can I make this flow? How can I gain a flow state? Like, how can we both remain in this groove where we're flowing? And I feel like we've, we've achieved that. We're, like you and I, I think the first time we both did Not Your Mama's Together, between mile 30 and 40, before I thought my foot was broken and everything was fucked, <laughs> you were like, I'm perfect and everything feels good. And I was like, I'm perfect and everything feels good. And you were like, yeah, let's play music. And we were like, yeah, 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 yeah. Everything's good. Everything's it's just like, it. we f- achieved a, f- a flow state and then we got smacked in the face. Yeah, but whatever. um, God, I love that. So the nine principles of harmony. Yeah. Body, body comfortable. Body comfortable. You want like me to I was going to alternate. You're messing up the book. Oh, okay. Body so, comfortable. <laughs> yeah, you know. No extra. Firmness and gentleness. Full participation. Mutual support. No judgment. Single moment, single activity. No hurry, no pause. And finally, no, no force. force. <laughs> okay, we, we sweaty balls yeah, that good. right up, didn't we? I feel um, like I love that. My natural speaking voice is so harsh. And big <laughs> big ups to the um uh, uh I think is it Sarah Kane? No, Sarah Kane did cereal. Whomever is the woman responsible for doing the new um, voter fraud. Oh, the Improvement Association. Yeah. Well, I feel like she's got this really hard thing that she's like almost like Cleveland where I'm from. And it's kind of like a hard A, but a little (laughs) bit like Chicago, too. I don't know where she's from, but I feel like that's almost my habitual graveliness. Uh Uh-huh. And I feel like from growing up with my father, I know how to make my voice smooth. And cl- and you know clear, but it's and not enjoyable. As fun to talk that no, way. fuck no, I can't do that. I want to talk like I want to talk like we're finding stuff that we didn't know about and, our bodies. And I'll be, I'll be I'll be honest. My natural propensity is to yell a yes, lot. Yes, I know. I don't know how we have a podcast. I don't either. I don't either. Probably not the best mix. No, I mean whatever. I thought we we've definitely blown people's ears out a few times, but they still yeah. keep coming back. Yeah. Oh, I'd like to briefly speak of my. Beautiful Athens women. Oh. I feel like there should just be an Athens women segment on the show every time. Athens, Athens, Athens women. <laughs> I just want to say, uh, you guys make me feel totally supported. I feel mutual support from you. I feel full participation from you. I feel no judgment from you. And I would not say I do not feel hurried because y'all ripped my tits y'all are off. Y'all fucking fast. Holy cow. It's one thing to feel like you're in the best shape of your life and then to go run with your friends and- Just kidding. Find out that their cash pace is your race pace. But, you know, I say, you know, hang out with people who are better than you and it will elevate you. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like, I was telling Annie earlier that I feel like all my Athens bitches are like- all manifestations of different parts of my personality. I didn't know if you were going to share that, but I'm Oh, yeah, I got to. I got to. I just feel like, you know, I don't know. I'll tell you in person what parts of my personality. Probably for the best. Yeah. Yeah. But I just want to say that, like, y'all make me feel comfortable, juicy. You make me feel like myself. Ugh. Just can't. I can't wait for all of us, including mm-hmm. Annie, to hang out together, which we should schedule. Also, a couple of you said you were going to do an adventure race, so now that we've said on the podcast, mm-hmm. you have to do it. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. That is how it works. Once you say something in the podcast, it's just like, once you put something on the internet, it's true. Once you put something <laughs> in the podcast, it, it has to happen. Remember, like, 18 months ago when people said that uh, they would pay for me to do a 100-miler? 
Yeah. So when's that gonna happen? Oh, that, I mean... We should just do it? Yeah, I'm sure somebody will. Like, we should probably, like, plan a race calendar right now. Let's talk about... Ooh, let's, let's talk, talk about, about schedule let's of talk events. scheduling. Let's talk about schedules. Let's ooh, talk about ooh, schedules. Uh, let's talk about racing trail. Let's talk about all, all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk, talk about, about race schedules. <laughs> okay, so... First up, right? We don't, you don't have anything between now and then. Uh, well, I kind of do. So, uh, Northeast Ohio Orienteering is putting on a self-serve orienteering event at Camp Tuscazar. These all feel like made-up words to me right now. That is it word salad. That is totally word salad. So, at Camp Tuscazar, which is northeast of Columbus... They are setting up an orienteering course that you can go and do at any time that's up between May 8th and May 16th. So anybody who's been thinking about doing orienteering and trying out, trying their hand at using a map and compass, this is a great option because you can go when no one else is there hmm. and do it at your own pace. And and then go. all the checkpoints um, just suddenly explode and disappear and disintegrate into the air after that date. Yep. They self-destruct. Absolutely, May 16th. They actually like an, like a 90s into, like, cartoon. A lotus flower firework, actually. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I do. And plan, then I plan on doing that this weekend after we do our own sugarloaf tea reaper. Oh effort. yes, we are, bitches. Oh. At the speed of nothing. And we got to do our own race, of course. Um, but we'll keep How ourselves. How else can we in, wear the T-shirt? We'll keep ourselves in check so that we don't, you know, we don't want to beat you yeah, with yeah. our massive strength. That's why I'm slow, not because my fitness blows. Your fitness does not blow. So we have some a couple informal efforts, but our next for real race for both of us is the Two Rivers Adventure Race in Pennsylvania. Philadelphia sure, is sure. not a state. Nope, Philadelphia is not a state. Put on by Rootstock Racing, which. We just love Abby, the stuffing out of them. Abby Perkis, I you, love you. <laughs> I also love you. I am not ashamed to say it here and now. Let the I want let the world know. I have like a big lady crush on Abby Perkis. We're trying on all the podcast voices today. Abby Perkis because she's just a leader in so many ways, and just she's also getting ready to go crush Expedition Oregon with the Rootstock team Whoa. next week, which we may try and have her on the podcast after that <gasps> because I would love to talk to her about an expedition race, Me and it's essentially too. the hardest expedition race in in the U.S. I'm Anyways. Cool. I'm cool with that. So that's so, yeah. our first race on Memorial Day weekend, over your birthday weekend, which I've, I I just feel like I have to say, like, thank you for your sacrifice. You're welcome. Birthdays are a big fucking deal around here, so the fact that we're that doing... That is not my problem with it, as it turns out. It's just that it's 36 hours? It's that it's 36 hours. Can I tell you something? I was on a training run slash walk yesterday, and I was thinking, you know how juicy it's going to be for me to get to be the person who says... Why don't we sleep now? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you're not going to allow it. I know you're no, not. No, I'm not. I know, but I get to have the juiciness of saying it. Well, it <laughs> depends. If I feel totally blown out and military gum doesn't work, which it does, yeah, then we'll lay in a ditch and spoon. Yeah. Not to mention, like, you didn't coast your Shenandoah, because I know, like, just because somebody has an easier time than you does not mean that they had an easy time, but you had no shitty sleepy moments. 
Oh, no. I had Not even 45 close, minutes right? where I was like, blink, blink, blink. And Laura was like, no one's talked. And I was like, pop. Actually, I was trying to stave it off. I was like, wait for the gum, wait for the gum. And then Laura took it and she started talking. And I was like, I want to talk too. So I ate the gum and I was like, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but it was pretty short lived. I think that's the. It was like 45 minutes. You were like the least pitiful I think I've seen you in any race. That's because I have the gum. You say that, but I think it's it's just you as a whole person and your current mm-hmm. status. It's the gum. Okay. Um, and then the directly week following, you have another race with your family. Mm-hmm. Two weekends after. That. Okay, good because I just realized that's my birthday. Yes, celebration. Have, so the weekend after be the Two Rivers Adventure Race is actually the No Sleep Adventure Race, which mm. unfortunately we can't do because we have to have a whole weekend of celebrating Lauren's birthday. It's really the Let's only real. reason why we're not doing No For Sleep. Real. We would be at No Sleep in a heartbeat. We, Ugh. I love No. I'm wearing a No Sleep button on my jacket. That's my commitment to No Sleep. <sighs> it's on my car now. Yeah. Okay, now I'm rethinking the entire thing. I. Okay, I, you, wait. You what, can't put that what on the state, podcast what state like is that. It in? Indiana. But I have a birthday party on Friday night. I know. I know. You can't do both. I know. Okay, let's talk about okay, it on our own good time. Else. Okay, so then you have your on the twelfth. You have your family five-hour adventure race in Michigan, which Dumb. I'm so stoked about because this will be me and my family's first adventure race, and like you know, as long as I can keep up with Arbor, it should be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck. Yeah. Mm. And then the fo- that same weekend I'm racing Laurel Highlands. Yes. Which I'm I think I'm stoked for. I've never seen the course. People say it's great. Will it be hot? Um yeah, probably. Okay. And then what else do you have on the 19th? Anything? Nothing yet. And then I am going to San Diego for funsies. Okay. And um yeah, I July for- I ha- oh. So- Consider Fourth oh, oh. of July. Oh, I was gonna say we have got to do our uh, yes. our annual bike Although ride. Although we talked about, do you remember the last time? So when we did the last Fourth of July ride, we said we should ride a hundred miles out to Cincinnati, stay a whole day, dig around. What were we thinking? And then do the bike ride back. And I can't make it do a bigger that. Endeavor. I can't do that because of. Uh, my family's. Um, God damn it, Lauren! I know I ruined it. I can go on the on the Fourth of July and the fifth. But you, what you want to do back to back centuries? Mm-hmm. That's what we. I'm not saying that we have to do that. I'm saying that's what we talked about before. All right. Well, then we have got to do it because we're not pussies. Uh, we're not testicles. We're not testicles. Um, and we then, are pussies. That's so, why we need to do it. That's right. So I have. If anybody has a race on July 17th, I'm there. I'm open for that day. Mm-hmm. I bet there's an adventure race we could find. Okay, we'll do an adventure race then, and then the following weekend we're going to the She Ventures Camp in Tennessee. <laughs> Could not be more stoked for an all women's outdoor camp where we'll be hiking, rubbing tits, and climbing, faces. rubbing tits, licking faces, riding mountain bikes, <laughs> eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, pooping in the lawn, rock hard pussies. <laughs> We're gonna convince them that that is the uh, the new title. I can't wait to match up vibes with other people where I'm just gonna be like calibrating calibrating and then i'm gonna be like nope doing whatever i felt like doing right um i'm gone to the lake for a lot of august i don't know why we're telling all all my listeners where i'll be all summer race calendar but that's okay yeah what's in the lake in august uh just general just general family stuff time all right um and then you know september is always oh september is wild 
So we have Adventure Race Nationals on the 10th, 11th, 12th. And then we have BFC. The following weekend. I just, I feel like we need to talk, we need, we don't have to talk about this, but like, I'm, I'm already looking forward to having these like notches in my belt because uh, several years ago, you and I did the Barkley Fall Classic back-to-back weekends with Not Your Mama's no 100. No one will ever understand this. It's like entering the Bermuda Triangle and coming out alive. Within eight days, what did we calculate that we'd done in game? Mm. It was something crazy. It was like 20,000 feet of game. Over. It was over 20,000 feet of game. Over the course of eight days. I'm super proud of that. Mm-hmm. I barely remember it. We're fucking idiots, but I'm super proud of that. So yep. I'm really stoked about the idea of doing USARA Nationals in Wisconsin and the following weekend, the Barkley Fall Class. I mean, I did that in 2019. In 2019, it was... Was it flipped? Flipped. It was flipped. So I do think that makes it a little different. There, It's hardened. It's going to be wild. It's either going to be great or it's going to be great. (laughs) Okie (laughs) dokie. Well, so then October, I guess, is where I'll run my hundred. Just kidding. You could maybe do one in July. I don't know. No, 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 no. I wouldn't be ready in July. Oh, and actually, you already have your hundred planned and you just forgot about it. What is it? Arrowhead 135. Oh, I was going to tell you, we're definitely doing that. But I don't know if we can get in because I think that last year so many people are going to have to roll over that it's going to be full. That's like, I'll be honest, like, so I've kept up my tickets every year for Western states. And I don't think I'm going to maintain that anymore because it's just not that appealing. And with COVID, it's rolled out so many years. It's the same thing with Hard Rock. I mean, Angela's Crest 100. There's just like backlogs. Yeah, like Andy wants to run Angela's Crest 100 again and he will not even be able to apply. Mm-hmm. Until twenty twenty three. That sucks because it what it's not going to be held this year because they had a year where they couldn't do it because of wildfires. Yeah, and they had a no, year they couldn't do it. Just COVID. push back and push back. Also, I don't think I can afford a carbon sled in the next year. Uh, well, it won't have to be in the next year because technically it'll be in twenty twenty two. I can't afford a carbon sled between now and January <laughs> of next year. All right, so anybody out there who, who can wants help to donate, Lauren and I, in doing Arrowhead one thirty five in early twenty twenty two. We want to be there. We want to burf burf the shit out of it. We will. Oh, we should apply for the Trail Sisters Adventure Grant for Arrowhead one thirty five. That's as well. what we should do if it is open to registrants. Yeah. Yeah. That's the ticket. We figured it out. Because think about this. This is one of those things where I'm like, well, we could do Arrow we could push out Arrowhead one thirty five another year. No, we shouldn't. No, we should do everything as soon as we can. Because we wanna sharpen our titties for other potential mm-hmm. terrifying endeavors. Mm-hmm. Like show blow. Oh yeah. There's just lots of things that I wanna just get like wild about. I know. I think that requires training, so I've got to remember how to do that. Because lately I've been running a mile a day and being like, I'm going to go watch cartoons. Yeah, I've been going like every other day. So yeah, we definitely have oh, to I've incorporate that bloodthirsty level. It'll come to us. But in the meantime, we'll be gentle with ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> this has been such a mishmash potluck of an episode. So thanks for hanging with us. Um, I feel like we've found some value here. Um, absolutely. So, in our next episode, 
uh, we'll be talking more about Two Rivers prep because we have mm. we have so many fun rogue unknown things. Like, <laughs> how do we strap a pack raft to our body? No one knows. Don't do know. we duct tape it to Lauren's middle? Don't know. I'm Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> you are Lauren. Thanks, champagne. <laughs> I got one time I got banged into a hole and, and then I, I got, got banged, banged right back out of it. it. Thanks, champagne. <laughs> My Shandon. <sighs> Until Absolutely. next time. We are Burp Barf. Burp Barf. <laughs> <laughs>